everyone. I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zombie Girls Horror Podcast. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me are all of my very favorite zombie ladies. Ariel. Hi. Jody. Greetings. What up, Matilda? Hello. And of course, the one and only Sarah. Hi. Hi. How is everybody doing? Not bad. Not bad? Doing all right. In the quarantine? Yeah. Yeah. Week week one of the uh, (laughs) health department enforced quarantine is is down. I uh, Mm -hmm. had a coworker who tested positive, so I get Mm. to sit sit out until uh, a little later this month. Oh, shit. How's everybody else doing? How are you holding up? Yeah, not bad. Um, I've had time off work because I would have been at Roadburn, so it's nice. Oh, R.I.P. Roadburn twenty twenty. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's fine. There's worse things happening. Yeah, but it just means that I don't have to log on to work, which has been really nice. Like I could get used to quarantine if I didn't have to log on every day. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I hear you. Yeah. Uh, Are you okay over there, Ariel? Are you under attack by Raja? Yeah, I don't know why all of a sudden he's become obsessed with my mic, Eh. but. He wants to rub his little face all oh, over. Oh, that's it. cute. Let's <laughs> hope get the fuck off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, Ariel, any exciting stories from the weirdest neighborhood in all of Portland? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think one of the like only or one of the few side benefits of being stuck inside is that. I'm not seeing like weird naked people doing stuff I don't want to see. <laughs> You're just getting cornered um, in garbage na- corrals, apparently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, it sounds like we're thriving. On today's episode, we have something very special planned. It's our second annual Shame Holes episode. Hey! Yay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who have not, did not listen to the last one essentially a shame hole is a movie that despite being and seeing hundreds of movies we these are movies that we somehow managed to miss or maybe actively avoided in some cases that people feel as though we should be ashamed to have not have seen i'm not going to say anybody you're not going to try to put words in anybody's mouth maybe none of you are ashamed <laughs> these are ones that people go like oh my god if they hear that you haven't watched them for instance i had to watch the original friday the 13th last year so this episode is going to be all about filling some of those holes um so we can a little less shame in the world is is a good thing right right that's yeah. right all right before we get into all of that though you guys want to catch up on what we've all been watching oh, sure sure all right cool all right ariel what have you been watching so i watched this movie called vivarium uh-huh. <laughs> which i think you watched too uh-huh. Rachel. it's really good but it's an odd movie it's essentially about this couple who are like house shopping and they go to uh look at a house in one of those like communities where all the houses look the same oh this one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then weird stuff starts happening where they see it seems like they can't maybe leave and you don't know exactly why that is or what's what's happening um it, I don't want to give too much away because I feel like it slowly reveals itself throughout the movie and that's yeah. part of what's so enjoyable about it's it. It's like a Twilight Zone, like a long Twilight it Zone really episode. It really is. And so to yeah, spoil it would be it. kind of a bummer because the fun yeah. is the, like, what the fuck is happening? Exactly. Mm. <laughs> what I'll say is that it's a slow moving movie, mm-hmm. but it's really like emotionally effective. Mm. And I feel like right now when we're all stuck inside, this is 
a, a good time to watch this because I think it'll maybe it feels a little play on that a little more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's also really it's weirdly beautiful to look at. Like it has all these green tones, but not that kind of matrix green. It's like a more pastel-y green. Mm. Um, it's it's just a really interesting, weird, weird movie. And the last like fifteen minutes are pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend it to horror fans. I think it's a, it's possible that some people won't like it because it's just so odd and it does move slowly. Mm-hmm. But I I really enjoyed it and actually liked fuck what's that actor's name Jesse Eisenberg. Um, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. I actually liked him in this, which I don't always oh. enjoy his acting. I'm biased about Jesse Eisenberg because he's like a crazy cat man. <laughs> oh, is he? Uh, oh. Yeah, he's basically like he's like the more money I make, the more guilty I feel about homeless. Cats. <laughs> so he has a oh, bunch. Now I do like it, and he's like constantly getting them adopted and stuff. So like, Aww. all right. Even well. though the roles he plays are typically characters that I'm like, ugh, like the right. Jesse Eisenberg of it all. I'm just like, oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can second that. This movie is odd, very, very odd. Yeah. But if you like, I said it's like a Twilight Zone episode. If there, if you have a part of your heart misses old school Twilight Zone, this might scratch that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. It is slow moving, but it's punctuated with these what the fuck moments that keep yes. keep you going, and it are pretty compelling. Mm. Yeah, very visually compelling, emotionally compelling. I didn't find myself bored at all, even though it moved a little slower. There's something that happens so. on the sidewalk that is yeah. just like what. that was definitely one of my favorite parts yeah Yeah. so so you recommend it i i I second that recommendation definitely check out it's on video on demand which you can find out if you check out our vod release page calendar yeah (laughs) (laughs) what else have you been watching um so the other thing that i watched was gretel and hansel um, which is kind of this like reimagining of the original fairy tale told more from the perspective of Gretel. And um, I have really mixed feelings about this one. So it's made by the same director who did Black Coat's Daughter and um, that Netflix movie, All the Pretty Things mm-hmm. something. I can't remember the rest of the title. Um, um, I'm the I... pretty thing that lives in the oh, house. Lives yes, in the house. that's mm-hmm. it. Wow, yeah, teamwork yeah, yeah. makes the dream work, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need you guys around all the time to be my memory. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved Black Coat's Daughter. I wasn't as big of a fan of the Netflix one. Um, I think visually that one's really interesting, but it, I didn't like it as much as Black Coat's Daughter. So I was excited to check out this one. I have mixed feelings because on the one hand, I really loved a lot of this movie. Like visually, again, it is stunning to look at. It's so visually interesting. There are some really compelling set pieces. The witch has this amazing hat that like, I feel like kind of redoes what a witch's hat should look like in a really cool way. There's this scene with like just tons of like viscera on a table. That's pretty amazing. I will say that there are parts of it. I didn't like so much, like as a whole, there are parts of the story that I don't know that held together that well for me. And there's a beginning narration and ending narration that I feel like they should have just cut out. Like you don't, you don't need them at all. And I feel like it, it didn't work with the plot. Like they should have, especially the ending should have just left it the way it is. There's also kind of like a fairy tale within a fairy tale Mm. that is pretty visually interesting. But again, I think there might've been like a cleaner way to do what they did. Um, But 
I almost think this would be a really good movie for all of us to watch together at some point because there's a lot of stuff in here about like motherhood and female power mm. that might be really interesting to talk I feel about. Like a, a fairy tale episode could be really fun, like a dark fairy it tale. It could be really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This would definitely be a good one for that because I, I do think there'd be a lot of stuff to talk about with it. So I would give it like, I would cautiously recommend. I could see somebody disliking this and somebody absolutely loving it. And I think both of those perspectives are valid. I fall somewhere maybe in the middle, but just the look of it alone is pretty great. Yeah. I remember the ads for it and just being like, please be good. Please be good. Please be good. Because it looked visually like so awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Lukewarm. All right. We'll take it. We'll take it. (laughs) All right. Cool. How about you, Jodi? What have you been watching? Well, despite having all the time in the world, I don't feel like I've been watching very much, actually, since the last Mm. time we recorded. Bit weird. Um, I did watch... um, So I found out that the boy hadn't seen the original um, Romero trilogy. Um, So I thought, now's a good time to... Yeah, right. Uh, um, So I thought, yeah, now would be a good time to show him those. So so we watched um, Night... Dawn and Day of the Dead. Uh, but I didn't realise the version that I have is the 30th anniversary edition, which has all this extra stuff that I had no idea was in there. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Yeah, John no. John Romero took the reins on... I mean, not John Romero, uh, John... John Russo? John Russo, yeah. He took the reins yeah. on that one, and mm. it was it's his vision of how, how it was originally supposed to be before uh, right. Romero edited it. I see. Yeah, I couldn't find much information about it, um, but then it started, and I thought... Uh, because uh, I saw on the box it said 30th and I thought oh god is this like a colorized version or some, some bullshit like that but and then it starts with this um have you seen it Sarah have you seen the extra scene? yeah you have that guy that looks like Anton LaVey in a priest costume I was about to say like you've got Anton LaVey but as a as a Christian priest um <laughs> like a big scar uh, on his face yeah and he's do, he's doing like um a funeral so, so the um the the zombie that chases uh, Barbara and I don't remember her brother's name. Uh, you see where he came from, and he—I think he's supposed to be a, a, a killer or a rapist or something—and he's being buried, and then he, he's the one that comes back to life. But I don't know what—I don't know the movie well enough to know what they cut out because the runtime's still the same; it's still ninety minutes long. But they cut out about fifteen minutes, and they put in this extra fifteen minutes with this guy. Um, so I don't really know how to feel about that. I don't think I'd really recommend it. It's just very jarring because. I guess they try to make it look like it was filmed at the same time and it's all in black and white and they try to make the acting kind of similar, but it just doesn't really fit at all. Yeah. It just looks very different and it sticks out. Yeah, I saw like the first 20 minutes of it and was just like, I can't do this. Yeah, it's just that bit at the start and there's another bit in the in the middle and then um, at the very end, yeah. there's like an epilogue uh, thing, but it just muddies the rest of it and it, it loses that kind of like simplicity of the original. I don't know, I guess more is good if you like the movie and you want to see more stuff from the same universe. Might as well. You've probably already seen it, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't really recommend it. I, I think the vanilla version is much better. Okay. Um, and I can't remember if I talked about this on the last time we recorded or not, but I finally started watching Haunting of Hill House. Oh, um, oh like, okay. Like two years after everybody else. I, so I, 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 I don't know if I'd started already when we when we last talked. Uh, from your reaction, probably not. But um, I'm six episodes in, and it's fucking good. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> oh, like, it's this, so tragic. This should have been my shame hole. Like, I'm kicking myself for not watching this sooner. <laughs> like, I knew it was going to be great. You know, I, I, uh, yeah, Mike Flanagan is a big zombie girl's favourite. I, I really like the, the haunting movie from the 60s. I've never read the book, but um, so I don't know how... how like, this is quite different from the film, so I don't know how close it is to the book, if, if at all. But it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's such high quality. Um, yeah. We've just seen the episode... I don't want to give anything away, but the... It's there's quite a few like long tracking shots. Ah, uh, the the funeral home mm-hmm. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was so, so good. good. 
It's so good. And so how it I'm moves really... through, because it's like two timelines, right? And how yeah. it, with yeah. those tracking shots, they move through timelines is yeah, so you, amazing. You've almost got kind of like four long ones. It's like present, past, present, past, almost in like continuous oh. shots. And that scene uh, when Timothy Hutton looks down into the casket and he, you know, oh, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. So heartbreaking. It really is. And when, I mean, the little voiceover at the end, like yeah. when she's saying, I've been here the whole time and no one's so, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we, 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 there's definitely some dirt in our eyes when we when we were watching. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm just going to go back to the start and start again when it's finished. Yeah, um, yeah. One more episodes to go. And now I'm even more excited for the next one because he's doing um, The Innocents next. Yeah, I'm really mm-hmm. excited for that. Yeah, so I don't know if you know when that's coming. Hopefully no. Some... He's also doing some uh, something original that is based on a book that appears throughout several of his pieces. Where it's, okay. it's and it's like I think a book that's actually written by the character in this that is a writer. Hmm. So he's doing like oh, some cool. meta thing. Oh, okay. And yeah. honestly, like he can do whatever the fuck he wants. I'm watching. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, like, exactly. I don't know if you saw in our chat. I sent you a screenshot from IMDb earlier because he yes. was. I don't know if it's still happening, but he was working on a project called Halloran. Yes. But I I gather from the little that I can find, and because Doctor Sleep didn't do as well at the box office as they thought Aww. it would, that's kind of maybe on hold now. But oh, that's maybe that. I don't know. Maybe Netflix will buy it. They do love a Stephen King adaptation by Mike. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they like Yeah, so well, why not? Isn't JJ yeah. Abrams doing Overlook for HBO? That's one yes. of the things he's thinking of. Doing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. really? Yes, he's doing that and a Justice League Dark for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. I'm about that. Because I really liked Castle Rock, so if he wants to do another mm-hmm. like Stephen King fanfic, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Awesome. Well, that's great, Jodes. I mean, better late than never, right? Yeah, I know. It's just like, I don't know what I was doing the whole time instead of watching this. Like, whatever it was, it was not as good. So, like, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can identify yeah. with that. <laughs> the casting is superb. Like, all of the sisters, they really look like they're related to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for the longest time, I thought the actress that plays the mum was the same as the actress playing one of the sisters, but it's not. They just look so similar that they could actually be related. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, one of them mm-hmm. is, um, is Mike Flanagan's wife. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, she was the yeah, main think... character in Hush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and... right. Oh, right. She's actually been in yeah. most of his movies, I think. Because wasn't... Is it the mum who's... Uh, she's in Gerald's Game, but then one of the other actresses is the mum in Gerald's Game, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yes. I mean, he loves a horror movie that is actually a, like a, an emotional gut punch hmm. about your family. Like, that, that is, yeah. that is <laughs> his bread and butter. Uh, I've recommended it before, but there's, that, there's a podcast called Visitations that I, Elijah Wood does. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like my favorite episode of that is that his interview with Mike Flanagan. Oh, okay. So even if you don't want to listen to all those, I mean, there's lots of really great interviews in it. Mm. If you think you like Mike Flanagan, prepare to solidify your <laughs> director crush because he's just great in it. <laughs> like he gets super raw, and, like talks about his dad, and like it's really sweet. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, you recommended that before. I've got it queued up. I haven't got around to it yet, but I, re- I would really like to listen. I feel like he makes like not all the time, but like a lot of his movies start with oh it's better than you would think it is like i remember thinking that about oculus mm-hmm. and um and before i wake and i think you said it about ouija as well yes. that it has no right to be as good as it is but. absolutely not 
Um, and then just one more thing that I've watched. This is some homework from the last time. Yeah. Um, I, started, I started what we do in the shadows. Like, literally, I just finished it before we started recording. Yeah. And, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Were you, did you have, like, a fear that you like the movie so much there's no way the show could hold up for you? Is that why maybe you were putting it off? Or um, Yeah, maybe. I just felt like, well, maybe more like the, the movie I thought was, like, encapsulated it so well. I didn't know what, what else they could really do. Yeah. Um, and it was all new actors and that it's um it's in the states instead of in i mean it's, i think it's all british actors but it's, it's set in the states instead of in new zealand mm-hmm. um and i don't know maybe that just put me off a bit but no it's great it's really good do you like <laughs> i really fancy nando i've seen him in lots of other things he's yeah yeah and mm-hmm. i'm a big matt berry fan as well yes it's just great yeah and what about the va- energy vampire, Colin? Oh, he's great. <laughs> we all know a Colin. The city council meeting is my favorite. Oh, oh yes. Council oh. meeting. Oh, oh it's so God. good. You have so many funny head- episodes ahead of you, Jody. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. <sighs> I'm so glad. I feel like such relief. I <laughs> 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 yeah. watch this. But you were my last kind of... holdout. <laughs> <laughs> it was just nice and cheery after kind of like, you know, suicide and child molestation of Hill House. It was good to, yeah. to see some. Just fun vampires hanging out and, you know, yes, yeah, I liked it a lot. But thank you. You're welcome. I'm so glad. You- <laughs> thank you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Matilda, what have you been watching? As we talked about in our last episode, sometimes right now in the pandemic, I'm not totally into like heavy things. So we talked about like what our comfort watch was. Yeah. And um, so I did go back and rewatch This Is The End. Oh, um, nice, nice. Oh, that's a good Totally one. holds up. Yeah, super, <laughs> just super dumb and funny, and has enough of like what's currently happening about like an, a WTF is happening outside the door. And yeah, so the other things that I've been watching are uh, devs. Has anyone else been watching this? No, I've been yeah. meaning to. I've been meaning to. It's the oh. Alex Garland. Yes, yes, the ex Machina dude. Yeah, yes, yeah, so in the Annihilation dude. Yeah, yeah, but it's about the Northern California tech industry. Is the mm-hmm. The hard part is I can't decide if Alex Garland is admiring of that world. It's like, you know, like Ex Machina, it's like uh, bleak architecture, bleak people, like brutalist architecture, brutalist people. Um, Yeah. But hilariously, uh, a lot of it is filmed at UC Santa Cruz, where I went, Um, (laughs) in like the psychology building. Crazy. Yeah. There's like a bridge in it that I was like, oh, I walked that bridge so many times. Um, but it's, it's worth it. It's Nick Offerman's in it. Alison Pill is in it. It's kind of quiet and slow burn thrillery. Mm-hmm. And more and more is revealed. And I can't totally decide how I feel about it at the end, but it is beautiful. Okay. Like the design of it is be- kind of like Ex Machina. Like it's beautiful. Hmm. Right. Um, I think I am less compelled by the question he's trying to explore than he is but by like the philosophical parts but i think that it's really worth watching and it's a really good beautiful well-filmed distraction right now and i think they're doing season two. Oh, cool yeah and then the other thing i've been watching is a movie called antrim mm-hmm. yes yeah sarah you saw this rachel did you see this yep i kind of liked it mm-hmm. <laughs> no, the, the, the movie itself is good and like the beginning part the because it's it's a movie that's framed by a, a mockumentary. The beginning right. part of it's great. The movie the the movie itself is great, but that last little bit just needs to be cut off, and it would be perfect. Uh huh. I don't remember how it ended. 
it ends with, and this is where all of these things pop up. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was kind of into, it was intriguing. Like, it was very atmospheric, and I liked the movie itself more than the, like, little documentary that framed it. Mm -hmm. But I kind of dug it. I don't know. Sarah, I know you kind of liked it. Rachel, what did you think? Yeah, I liked it too. Um, like I watched it in my big crunch at the end of the year for mm. for trying to pick movies, and it didn't quite crack my list. But I thought it was interesting. And there's been like a handful of these like cursed movie movies. Yeah, and I think that th- there's they have a interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. And I do love all the like subliminal messaging in it. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Um, and it does. They they actually do a very good job of creating like a movie from the seventies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Having recently watched a bunch of folk horror, well, I guess not recently. Fuck, time is a flat circle. Uh, you know, last year I watched like a ton of folk horror to prepare for a longer discussion about Midsummer, and so I saw a lot of movies that looked just like that. And so I think they really, really nailed the aesthetic. Um, yeah, yeah. It, to me, my favorite cursed movie film is still that episode of um masters of horse cigarette cigarette burns. Burns. Yeah, oh, yeah that was still a good the one. best one but i think but it tried to create this verisimilitude you know where does this one does so yeah i liked it i think it's definitely a an interesting movie that is worth checking out mm-hmm. yeah we didn't know anything about it going in so i just kind of watched it cold and mm-hmm. i kind of liked it yeah it's an odd one, which is, to me is kind of a selling point. It is. Like, it keeps taking turns, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and the, I, I always enjoy a movie that requires a lot of suspension of disbelief. Of like, okay, uh-huh. we're just going to go with it. Um, you like a good hand-wavy situation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would recommend that one if people are looking for something a little different to watch. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. See, I mean, as much as we're sacrificing a lot right now, like it, 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 I do feel like we're going to find some hidden gems. Yes. And I tried to watch one of the ones that you told me about, but I couldn't find it on my services. I had the, also the Just Watch thing where it said it was what somewhere. Was it? Uh, extraordinary. Oh, mm. yeah. It actually it. wasn't anywhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just out on the video on demand as of like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, I tried last week. This is how we ended up watching Antrim. Um, you mean like you couldn't even find it to buy? Yeah. Oh, did you click on the link on the on our on our calendar? No, I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad citizen for not no, doing your job. That'll teach me. That'll learn you. Yeah. All right. Well, what about you, Sarah? What have you been watching? Well, I'm one of the millions of people that watched The Tiger King. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was familiar with it because I'd listened to the Joe Exotic podcast from, oh, that Wonder he did. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm really kind of glad that a lot of the animal abuse was cut out of it because there's some stuff that goes on that they talk about in the podcast that it's like, oh, dear God. Yeah. Um, I'm only two episodes into the show. Huh? Oh, wow. You haven't Yeah. Talk about a bunch of predatory dudes, man. All of them. Yeah. Um, there's not a hero yeah. in the bunch. No, I mean, and, but honestly, I'm under the belief that Carol knows more than she lets on about her husband's disappearance, but I don't think she was directly <laughs> responsible with it. 
and it's for a couple of reasons. One, because Costa Rica in the late 80s, early 90s wasn't quite as affected by all the drug stuff that was going on in Central and South America during those times, but it was still part of that. And I'm sure her husband had some pretty fucking shady deals, especially when oh, he's dealing with big cats. Yeah. You mean the man who picked up a teenager on the side of the road when he was in his 50s was not an upstanding gentleman? Right, and like right. choked her as an opening? Yeah. 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 And I don't know if Costa Rica's divorce laws are the same as, I think it's Monaco. That's why a lot of rich people get divorced in Monaco, because if you can prove that you've been a residence there for a year when you divorce... You just, like, there's no alimony, there's no child support, you leave with what you came into the marriage with. Mm. Oh, interesting. The dude had some had some shady deals. It was probably just something gone wrong. She probably knows more, but when they interview his ex-wife and stuff, I'm like, I wouldn't put it past her to kill him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, she's still call. pissed. Yeah. I mean, it would not, I kind of had the same thought there, that it would not surprise me if Carol, like, kind of if they had a deal essentially Mm -hmm. like a business deal of like we're done i'm gonna buy you out and leave and disappear yeah yeah i think if anything she definitely forged a will like she kind of jumped on the opportunity yeah Mm -hmm. but to be honest i kind of hope she did i know (laughs) (laughs) i hope she did cover his ass in sardine oil and fed him to the i mean there is that yeah I'm not saying she hasn't killed anybody else. I'm just... (laughs) 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 Yeah, I feel like in terms of quarantine bingo, the center center square is Tiger King. You cannot win quarantine bingo without having watched that. And and you cannot put on any other, like, I can't put on any piece of clothing that has any animal print on it without being like, hey, cool cats and kittens, like, immediately. Did you see that, that video I posted? Yeah, she has effectively ruined the flower, flower garland. Coachella, Coachella tried, but she put the death knell in the flower Yeah. Garland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is it safe for Jones to come back? Well, I was going to say, did you see that, oh. that video I posted on Facebook that was going around with the guy talking on the phone about uh, Tiger King? Yeah, that's no. right. And he's, he's like, so basically this guy, Joe Exotic, hangs around high schools collecting husbands. <laughs> like, oh, 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 yeah, that's true. Oh, oh. <laughs> Grim. Yeah, yeah. Grim, grim. it cut it it got grim at the end. It really did. Yeah, when we were in like polyamorous, you know, <laughs> cult yeah. land, I was like, "This is the best show I've ever seen." And then it got <laughs> kind of grim about the tigers, and I was like, "This is very sad." Yeah, it's, yeah, it was. It gets rough at the end. Yeah. yeah, but still, I'm glad I saw it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's mm-hmm. compulsively watchable. Mm-hmm. It really is. I did watch the reunion. Like, I, you know. Uh, all right. What else have you been watching? Uh, well, uh, what we do in shadow, what we do in the shadows, which we already talked about. Um, uh-huh. Other than uh, that. Season two is already chef's kiss. Awesome. All right. Well, I've been watching a couple of things. I've already recommended this in our chat, but this is for the listeners. Um, Underwater came out. Has, did, has anybody seen this yet? I haven't yes. seen it yet. So good. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So this is the Kristen Stewart joint about a group of oceanic researchers who are on a drill in the Mariana Trench. 
so you know nothing good can happen people just stay out of the trench it's not for you (laughs) all that pressure and all that that's that is the trench telling you do not enter you are not welcome Mm -hmm. so listen it does not want you and this movie kind of like came and went at the beginning of the year and i don't having seen it i i while i understand why I do kind of feel like it's a little bit of a shame because I kind of loved it and feel like it's a little bit of a hidden gem. It definitely is derivative of other movies. There are comparisons to like Alien and The Abyss and stuff like that. And that's fair. I think they're all totally fair. Or even Event Horizon, maybe. I don't know. But, but there's some really great tense moments and action set pieces in this where Kristen Stewart forced to do stuff underwater or run away from exploding hallways or whatever. But there's something about it that happens later in the movie that is totally worth your price of admission. Yeah. And you have to be very careful. Do not read reviews. Do not read anything about this movie because they, the spoilers for the best part of this movie are in the headlines of everything about this movie. Oh, okay. So, so do not look it up. If you're curious to find out what it is, just watch it. And like, okay. know as you're watching the first two thirds of it that you're like, okay, Rachel, why are you so gung ho about this? Just stay <laughs> with me. Stay with me. <laughs> Go on this journey with me. Uh, am I right about this, Ariel? Yes or no? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had fun the whole way through. Yes. I think it's a, it's a fun, enjoyable popcorn movie. Yes. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. It just, like you said, it is a bit derivative, but the, the ending of this movie is so good. It's so, <laughs> so good that, like, I could see this, I honestly could see this being in my top 10 just for the last, like, 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah. It, it might be, like, in the, like, 8, 9, or 10 slot. But yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know, dude. It's so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> I'm so glad you liked it. Cause I'm yeah. Cause as I was watching it, I was like, ah, oh, this is a fun dumb movie. And then the thing happens and I'm like, everyone needs to see this movie. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All of you need to see it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So then the other thing I watched is a movie called Extraordinary. Did anybody else get a chance to see this? I know you tried my I tried. It looks so yet. good. I actually watched it a couple days ago. Oh, you did! Oh, God. I did. Did you, did you like it? I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It. So this it's it's a horror comedy. It's I think Irish, and it's about a woman who has like a gift where she can speak to the dead, but something tragic happens, so she's retired and become a student driver instructor. But she basically kind of gets pulled back in out of retirement by this guy Martin, whose daughter is in danger with. A local washed-up rock star played by <laughs> Will Forte. He's amazing. He's so good. He's so good. Like, I love it when Will Forte plays a dick. Because yeah. that is his sweet spot. Maybe it's because he's from Lafayette. I don't know. <laughs> he fucking nails that shit. And this movie is so, in my opinion, so much fun. It is sweet. It is charming. It's genuinely fun funny the characters are all so likable i just loved this movie it's it is the to me just like a total feel-good horror movie perfect for these feel-bad times you know like if you want to just like get out of your head and enjoy some weirdos extraordinary is super fun yeah Yeah. it's a really charming movie and it's very clever and funny um, but just like super enjoyable. The style of humor kind of reminded me. Do you remember that movie Housebound? Yes. It has a very like 
dry New Zealandy Britishy kind of humor that I personally adore. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like there's this scene, for instance, where where Will Forte's character is trying to learn how to drive, and he's really nervous <laughs> about it. <laughs> and he just he has he's wearing gloves, like leather gloves, and he takes forever taking the gloves off. And then you think he's finally done, only to pull out another pair of gloves to slowly put on. <laughs> and that's the kind of style of humor where it just lets you sit with these these jokes that are just yes. like they build and they're so funny. It's just like there's another scene like that with her teaching another person who just like keeps pulling out sandwiches and juice boxes. Like I brought a snack and he just like keeps adding <laughs> things to it. It's just, Oh God, I love the humor in this movie. And yeah, if you have watched something depressing or you're just having a bad day, put this on, it will change your mood. Yes. I I love the, the final possession, the one that kind of goes on for a while. Yes. And like the, there's a little prop comedy that happens <laughs> with it that made me laugh literally every time. Yeah. Every time, Agreed. This, this, this prop would appear and it would crack me up. <laughs> and then at the very, very end of the movie, there's kind of yes. like a little piece at the end where yes. something really cute happens. But then the very last line of this movie made me laugh so yeah. hard. <laughs> Yay! I'm so glad. Yeah. Yay. Okay, so everybody check out Extraordinary. It's yeah, great. definitely. It's extraordinarily okay. enjoyable. <laughs> Good one. I'm excited. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> yes, I, I put that on the poster. I hate myself a little bit, but we'll, we'll get through this together. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so that's what we've been watching. Mm-hmm. All right, so who would like to start with their shame? And I know normally I go alphabetical, but I think, you know, with something as delicate as a shame hole, I don't want you guys to feel like you can volunteer and like pick your moment to really you know share with the group so who would like to go first i don't mind going first all right jodes all right first of all all right what made you what is your shame hole and why did you select it as your shame hole okay so my shame hole is a movie uh just from two years ago called apostle Mm -hmm. um and i picked it because um i was looking down all the lists of movies that you know 50 movies you must see before you die or whatever 100 best horror movies and none of them like I'd seen a lot of them some of them I'd seen but maybe not for a long time but I'd still seen them so I still kind of didn't count them and there wasn't that many left that were kind of like you haven't seen such and such but I'm noticing in the last when we've been doing our kind of year in review shows in the last couple of years there's been loads that have stood out that keep coming up on everybody's uh, top 10 list or best of the year list that I keep missing and like did you see that no did you see that no and Apostle was one that just kept coming up and up and up um and i did try and watch it a couple of months ago or maybe six months ago and i got about 20 minutes in and it wasn't really grabbing me so mm-hmm. i gave up um but since then it's just been like you gotta watch apostle it's really good it's really good um so that's why i picked it gotcha um and i think i think actually it was on uh i put out the feelers on the facebook and it was the first reply um i can't remember who it was that said that now i'm sorry uh, listener i can't remember your name but um oh, uh, and then you said uh his name was jerry but i'm not sure yeah, it was Jerry. Damn, I'm good. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, at the risk of repeating, uh, has Apostle come up? Um, and it has. And I haven't seen it. So thank you, Jerry. Uh, and I thought, oh yeah, shit, I haven't seen that. So that's why I picked it. Um, why hadn't I seen it before? <laughs> Is the next question you've got here. Um, I mean, you can probably skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, you know, life. It just didn't come out. And uh, yeah, as I say, I did try. I don't know why it didn't really grab me. I guess it's a slow start. Um, well, the first, first half of the movie is actually pretty slow. Yeah. Um, overall, I really liked it. Has, has everybody seen it before I... Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. 
I, I cannot unsee it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I liked it. Um, overall, I really, really liked it. Um, I did find it a little uh, hard to get into again. So I, I, because it was my homework, I, I, I had to stick with it. And I am glad I did. Um, I did find it a little hard to follow. Um, and I don't know if it's um, maybe the style of the movie. So this is um, this is Gareth Evans who made um, The Raid, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. And yes. The Raid has no storyline. It's some dudes go into a building, some shit happens. Like, look, there's... There's no, there's no narrative uh, rigged to the raid. No, it's and just I, a series of increasingly <laughs> difficult fights. Yeah, and I fucking love it. <laughs> oh yeah, that is not a, that is so not good. a complaint. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is um, yeah. <laughs> so this is also in a way a series of uh, of difficult fights, uh, but it's it's also got this narrative as well of um, the loose storyline. I suppose this this guy, um, his sister is missing, and he's gone to this island where he believes that she's been kidnapped, and he's going to try and rescue his sister. Mm-hmm. And there's perhaps something culty going on on the on the island, um, and I did find it a little hard to follow kind of the the, the roots of what of what it was and what they believed in and what they worshipped, um, and I don't know if that's maybe um, because it's a Netflix movie. I guess Netflix funded it. Maybe he wasn't kind of restrained in the same way he he might have been if he'd been making it for a studio, perhaps. So maybe they just let him run wild. I don't really know how it works with um, with Netflix, but that that was my sense that he was kind of. The movie lacks clarity of it because maybe he was not tethered in the way that he might have been. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way because I think he wrote it as well. Um, but uh, it's it's really graphic. It's really gruesome. It's got some absolutely fantastic kills. It does have quite a bit of torture, so I'd be wary of uh, if 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 torture's a trigger for you. Maybe uh, maybe be a bit wary of that. I don't know why I'm saying this. It's a shame. Well, everyone else has seen it apart from me. Um, <laughs> I was also getting some like Ariasta vibes. I guess it came out before Midsummer, but there's was like... it the head trauma? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, the head trauma and uh, the um, the foliage. Um, mm. You know that bit with um, uh, oh, how do I say it without spoiling? When when there's there's like a big dead kind of like roots of the tree, yes. and then things are growing out mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. That was giving me that, and there's lots of kind of like upside down camera, and and, and there's one shot that is literally like the opening of Midsummer when it's kind of going on, and then it goes upside down. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you're into the kind of like folky, culty horror that's really, really gruesome and has a lot of torture, I would highly recommend it. That bit with the um, that's very specific. Fuck... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's our jam. Um, that bit with the screw with the like the the drill bit, oh, that's oh, yeah. Yeah. like. Yeah, um, and then you see how wide because there's like a thin bit and then a wide bit, and the whole of the wide bit goes in. That was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe it was too long. Uh, like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pick at it, um, maybe they could have curbed the the first half a bit, made that a bit tighter because it, it's over two hours. I think maybe it runs a little long. Um, as to whether it's changed the way I see horror, I don't think so. Um, I'm glad I saw it. Um, I think I am ashamed that I haven't seen it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel unshamed now. Unshamed. Un- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did everybody like it? I mean, it's, I loved I... it. I did. Yeah. I mean, 
did I like it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very good. <laughs> I don't know that I okay. like it. Sure. I, because it is a grueling watch. It is a it punishing is. watch. Yeah. To yeah. me, honestly, the part I liked the best was that slow-ass shit at the beginning. Oh, right. <laughs> As someone who doesn't watch really extreme gore, like this was definitely past my comfort zone right and and so like it is that stuff compelling absolutely like it's you just it, it's propulsive in that you just want it to you gotta get through it like <laughs> just yeah. get it to end um sure but i think it's beautiful and it's mm-hmm. really well like it's a really well-made movie i absolutely love i always call him cousin matthew but what is the actor's name oh dan stevens i love dan stevens I love, hmm. love Dan Stevens, and I kind of am happy to watch him do whatever. Um, and, and I also really love, oh God, what's the other guy's name? The leader of the cult, Michael. Oh, Mike, Michael Sheen. Yeah. Yes, Michael Sheen is, yeah, I think, he's absolutely amazing in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the sort of deity design is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah. like the weird kinky executioner that was like hanging out in her shed. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, there's there's I think a lot to recommend to this movie, but it is a if you're a wimp like me, it's a rough go. <laughs> well, because you're not expecting it, right? Because the first part is is kind of plodding. Right. Like if if I had not been warned and I just stumbled into the second half of that movie, I don't know that I would have recovered. <laughs> <laughs> so in that sense I don't think it held together as well, um, for me because it felt like kind of two halves. Um, but also, like, I, I was trying to get my head around what, what it all is. And they don't do, like, a, an easy comparison could be the Wicker Man. You know, someone arrives at a community where yeah. there's some mystery mm-hmm. going on. But they don't kind of, um, they don't trick you as much as they do. And, and maybe that's deliberate so it doesn't draw those uh, same comparisons to a movie like the Wicker Man. Or like Midsummer, where there's a, you know, unsuspecting person is led to a community. Uh, and there's a, a an unraveling mystery. Because it's pretty... I guess they tell you pretty early on what, what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just found that part a little hard to follow. But then towards the end, because the other, I, I can't remember the other guy's name. Is it Quinn or Quint? The, I think um, so. the, the kind of secondary leader guy. Um, when he's got the two girls chained up and he's oh just kind my of spelling God. out what he's going to do to <laughs> yeah. them. And I, um, because there's a hint of, oh, well, we came to this island because we didn't like the way things were happening on the mainland. We didn't like the structure and the patriarchy. So we're going to do things differently here. But they're just doing the exact same thing on the island. I would have liked maybe a bit more of a of a uh, exploration of that, mm-hmm. perhaps. And I was watching it and I just can't help thinking like, oh, would I feel differently about this movie if it was like three women? And if it was like a matriarchal society on this island, would that have changed my my view of it maybe but then they've got this kind of like goddess character so maybe that wouldn't have worked quite as well mm-hmm. right maybe it's something about harnessing like the kind of female nurturing power uh or something like that well i mean they essentially yeah. trap it mm. and then they force it to do things for it for them yeah essentially yeah. the exact sort of paradigm that the, he's trying to recreate with those girls mm-hmm. so I don't know. I I I like the mythology. I mean, it it definitely does not spell it all out for you, which I'm okay with because to me it almost feels like it wants you to think it's the Wicker Man, and then they're like, nope, it's Lovecraft, you know. And I mm-hmm. I enjoy that. I don't know. I did like it. I don't know. I just it's so punishing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, girl, I really did. Yeah, this is the I'm one. Glad yeah. I saw it. I mean, which is a weird thing to say. 
could have done with less animal violence, but then I always feel yeah, that way. Yeah, that was pretty rough, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jody, I know what you mean about a... the early part being hard to get through. Like, mm. I, I was like, this is boring with animal violence, which is not... Right. <laughs> not really what yeah. I'm looking for in a movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is yeah. the one that I watched on a plane and then felt really bad for everyone around me. I was like, sorry, everybody. Oh, I really like this movie. I like that parts of it are ambiguous. And I just think that imagery is so interesting and cool. And like, there's so many scenes of this movie that still stick out to me. I've only seen it the one time when it first came out. But still, I'm thinking about the vine goddess person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene where he's having to kind of go like under that house in this like blood gutter thing. No, <laughs> like, my God. Mm-hmm. Definitely getting some uh, descent vibes. Off yeah, of it. definitely. Sure. Even the ending with him like lying in the grass, it's all so interesting and cool. And I know that it is, you know, somewhat punishing because there's. Mm, a lot of torture (laughs) and (laughs) I can understand why Rachel you have hesitation about it because of how violent it is or why Jody you didn't care for some of the slow parts at the beginning for me all of it really worked and I I just thought it was a great movie it's really fun isn't the right word but it's Mm. entertaining but I think part of why I like the beginning so much is it's like every Lovecraft story setup. totally so think maybe mm-hmm. that's why i was way more compelled by the beginning part than you guys were mm. yeah, yeah I, like I enjoyed all of it so yeah overall yeah. i really liked it and i'm really glad i saw it um it was just a few little bit it like it's it, the the parts that made me switch off the first time were still there mm-hmm. yes gotcha yeah but maybe i'd like it more another time knowing where it goes and maybe i'd see more things uh in that first half that uh you know that uh, because i know how it pays off now maybe yeah that's yeah. fair so i definitely recommend people see it if you know, if there's anybody else out there that hasn't. All right. Who would like to go next? Okay. So, uh, My Shame Hole was The Devils, the uh, 1971 Ken Russell movie starring uh, Vanessa Redgrave and Oliver Reed. Um, okay. Uh, Why did you pick this one as your shame hole? Uh, because it came up on, like, every list of, like, you know, 100 best horror movies you you need to see and all, all of this stuff and it was usually in like the high 20s um mm-hmm. so and i hadn't ever seen it which part of the reason i hadn't well, and to answer the question why hadn't i seen it before one it's really hard to find and mm. and i don't want to pay 50 bucks for a dvd that i probably won't watch again two the clips and stuff i'd seen of it made me think it was uh, a lot like uh what was it uh tom popo mm. and i just like the arty stuff just not I have to be in a certain mood for it and I'm usually not in the mood for it yeah so I managed to get a uncut version not the uh, commode version but the one that when it the few times that it has been released like on on DVD is the one that uh, that I saw yeah so anyway positives and negatives what did I think I actually really enjoyed it. It's act, I would actually call it more of a historical drama that horrible things happen in versus a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. Uh, the positives, I mean, some of the the shots were amazing. Very like artistic, and you start off in this in the town of uh, the, the French town of. Uh, well, first you start off with um, King. I think it's King Louis the Eighth, or yeah, I think it's the Eighth or Thirteenth, whichever one. I can't remember. 
but he's <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really King matter. And some letters and numbers. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Yeah, but he's doing a a, a ballet in front of a French uh, Catholic cardinal, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, and there's a lot of there's a lot of what the fuck. I mean, the <laughs> you have Oliver, yeah, you have Oliver Reed as this priest of this town, and he's like screwing anything that moves. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> And then you have uh, you have uh, oh yeah you have Vanessa Redgrave as this like hunchback nun who's got all these uh, evil fantasies about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta say that the uh, Oliver Reed as Jesus walking on water was yeah. uh, <laughs> was a lot better shot than Feruza Balk walking on water. <laughs> How dare you? Huh? <laughs> What'd you say? Shots fired. Like, How dare you? <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, no. You, you, you gotta admit some of the, yeah. Uh, oh we'll, no, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Did it live up to? I mean, yeah. It's just the nun orgy scene. Yeah, Hello. Yeah, uh, you, you got you got a nun orgy. You've got wow, just some like randomness, and then the end. It's like the cardinal wants to take over all of these towns and basically execute all the Huguenots, which are the French Protestants. The town that Oliver Reed lives in, they they have all these walls built around them. They actually haven't really had a, a struggle. Like, the Protestants do their thing, the Catholics do their thing, and they're just like, yeah, whatever, everybody lives pretty much in, in harmony. And the Cardinal, you know, that's a threat to his power. And so he's trying mm-hmm. to convince the King that it's actually a threat to his power. Sister Janine, played by Vanessa Redgrave, the Hunchback Nun, he accuses Oliver Reed of witchcraft and uh, consorting with devils. Just kind of goes from there, like how like mass hysteria takes over and people are using it for their own gain and torture, backstabbing, and yeah, and and you know you got one innocent man in all of this who's standing their ground. So of course you know he's he's got to be evil because only the devil would lie like that. It's definitely an interesting look on the abuse of power, not just at that time, but like pretty much any time in in history, yeah. the way people abuse their power. Um, I would, I actually might watch it again. Hmm. I felt like this was a for you kind of movie. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I avoided it because I thought it was going to be a little more like artsy, psychedelic, yeah, kind mm. of shit. And, it actually, like I said, is a really compelling historical drama with titties. <laughs> Lots of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't think this is, I agree with you, this is not a horror movie at all, but I think it's one of those things where it has so many things in it that would be compelling to horror fans. And also, like, horror, we as horror fans, we like those sort of, like, banned movies like the illicit movies that mm. people tell you you can't watch mm-hmm. and yeah. this we i think this was like banned for, in a lot of places right oh yeah isn't yeah. that the story with that like... yeah and, and and apparently promote that, that he found all the rest of like the footage for has a scene where like during the nun orgy they start like doing each other with a, a statue of christ and then at the end uh vanessa redgrave like has sex with the femur yeah, that's the version I saw. Oh, really? That's what happens there? 
Yeah. Yeah. At the end, after they like throw her his bone. Yeah, right? that mm-hmm. part happens, but I did not see the part where she. Yeah. So there's that there's is the a, version there's... that was on Shutter, I think. Yeah. 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 There's a version that's considered the uncut version, which is the one that you and I saw, Ariel, because it's okay, got gotcha. It's got the scene where they show uh, Oliver Reed's face all blistered, and yeah. a few other and a few other things like the. Uh, but there's. Yeah, I think the one on Shutter was the Kermode one, which was why it was only on Shutter for like a week. <laughs> and, uh, oh damn, did I catch it in like a weird window? Yeah, you caught it in a really weird window because I mean it was literally on. I was like, oh, the Devils, and it was on about the same time we did our last one, and I was uh-huh. like, oh, the Devils is on, and I bookmarked it and then went to watch it and it was gone. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah. That's why I've gotten blank stares when I've talked about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like they thought I like really upped my fanfic, but no, no, no. Yeah. Those things are in no, there. No, no, no. That I, I knew I seen it with my eyeballs and not just with my mind. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. This movie is an interesting little twisty twist on sort of the you know Salem witch trials type of vibe because I mean they get the nun to like lie about him and stir up all this. Because she's like it's so like sexually rapturous about Oliver Reed, and like I get it, I get it. We've all been there, but, <laughs> but yeah. See y'all, chat. I know, right? I was like, hello. Yeah, you know what? I, you know, Rachel wants that one, dad bod. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, I'm so glad you finally saw it because I felt, like I said, this felt like a Sarah type of flick. I had never seen it before either. What I will say is like watching this right before you go to bed is not like the greatest idea, which is exactly what I did. Yeah, this is feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, especially at the there's, end. Oh, well, well, we're pretty sure he was innocent, but you know, we don't care. Right. <laughs> There's such cool costumes in this movie and such interesting scenes like the one where What's-His-Face is like shooting people dressed as blackbirds. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's just like weird stuff happening all the time and interesting costumes and really cool set pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is fucking bizarre. Super cool. Yeah, the setting is pretty amazing. Um, The look of the movie is really cool. But, like, what the fuck? It's so weird. And, like, there are so many naked people <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like, you're like, am I in my neighborhood? Exactly. <laughs> I feel like we got a glimpse of what it's like to live in Ariel's neighborhood. Just watch the devils. But, like, there's and, and, and evil John like, Lennon I... running around. <laughs> that I don't know that I needed to have seen. Like, I don't know that I needed to have seen Vanessa Redgrave in a nun's uniform, like, take it off and then masturbate while another witch or another nun just, like, cackles in the background. Respectfully disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, I mean, this is a movie worth watching. What I will say is, again, don't watch it by yourself right before you go to bed. Like, watch it with a group of people. With your and family. No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wholesome family film. Have you seen your dad in a movie, oh, I think? No. Oh, that would be the worst. Maybe my would... children and mom could catch it, Matt. Oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just God. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Nobody do that. <laughs> Very cool. So, all right. Are you still ashamed you hadn't seen it? No. Did it live up to the hype? Well, it was a good movie. I mean... 
It's definitely for a certain audience, though. Ones that aren't offended by a portrayal of Catholicism. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Catholic Church is going to be fine. <laughs> you, I don't know if you heard. They've had worse headlines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, who would like to go next? Um, I'll go. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> the moment has come. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. All right. Matilda, lay it on us. What was your shame hole? Okay, so my shame hole was The Craft from 1996. Shame! shame. <laughs> <laughs> and, the re- and people are constantly shocked that I hadn't seen this. And the reason You're I... Like, ha- I didn't need to see it. I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, <laughs> so the reason I didn't see it is because I was in therapy school at the time, and therapy school was, like, all-consuming. Yeah, and we fair. were busy being assigned to watch Lorenzo's Oil in our family therapy class, which I do <laughs> not recommend. So, Has anyone ever geez, seen that? No. Yes, I'm sorry. Gee, the Nick Nolte with the thick Italian accent—just don't do it. <laughs> What's the matter with that? Uh... Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Lorenzo is terrible. Anyway, <laughs> my teacher looked like Joan Jett, so that was the good part. But um. <laughs> Yeah, people are shocked that I haven't seen this. So um, I know shame hole is kind of like, um, I, I don't think, feel like I was ashamed of this, but for me, shame hole is kind of the, like eat your peas and carrots kind of, right? Like if you haven't seen some things that maybe you should have seen to go back and do it. So I feel like there were some positives in this movie. Like overall, I was, I have to say a little meh around it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> How did that happen? I feel like the plot was tough. There were a few things. Like, I feel like um, a lot of the performances were really strong. But I, I feel like my problem was with the Feruza Balk character, mm. who is completely one-dimensional. And I know it's not the actor, because, I mean, for me, her best performance is in American History X. And I almost, yes. like, can't, I cannot unsee her in that. Mm-hmm. In anything else, it's like the guy who played Schillinger on Oz, where anytime I see him oh, on yeah, like an sure. insurance ad, I'm just like, ah! <laughs> Nazi! He's gonna make you put on lipstick. Yeah, do yeah. <laughs> uh, she's so good in American History X. And in American History X, she's also kind of reprehensible and awful and power hungry. And, um, mm-hmm. and I feel, so I know she has that in her, but I feel like this movie was tough for me. Like, I thought the performances of the other three were pretty great. And I thought some of the high school dynamics were really good. I loved the soundtrack. Yeah. The kind of, like, mm-hmm. covers of older spooky songs was great. Um, the soundtrack was very 90s and of its time, which I liked. But I felt like this movie, the plot of this movie was also a little sexist. And I'm sorry about that. Like... Like, the way that the main character has to kind of, like, get the other, the two girls back in her battle with Nancy is she has to, like, win them back through vanity, through their own vanity, right? That, like, one's going to have no hair and one's going to have her burns, but, like, that her skin is going to be, I don't know. Like, there were just so many things. And the, like, dubious prize of that dude in this movie, I don't know. I mean, it was very of its time. And I also feel like there was that, uh, the plot point of like the love potion that leads to this attempted sexual assault Mm -hmm. was a little like, that's not a problem of somebody just liking you too much. I don't know. The Mm. whole thing. (laughs) 
was a little tough. And I just, I wanted Feruza Balk's character to have more than one dimension to her. I feel like that would have fixed it. Yeah, because I feel like the main character was great and like had a backstory, had some depth to her, but the Feruza Balk was just very one dimensional. And I, she was just poor. Yeah. Right. And therefore, like, entitled and monstrous, kind mm. of, mm. Um, and mean. I don't know. Like, early on, it looked like they were going to go kind of, like, traumatized with her, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like, that didn't have anything to it. It was more like a little more one note. So so I'm eager to hear about why this movie is such a classic. <laughs> <for people. laughs> see. And, you know, it, it may be that, like, seeing it as, like, in my 40s is a totally different thing than, like, seeing it as a teenager. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I eager totally to hear see that. Okay. What people tend to like about this movie. So I think, I know, Rachel, you love this movie, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, the reason I love it, and it may, you may be right about the fact that seeing it later in life gives it, you know, there's something different about it at that point. Mm-hmm. This movie came out when I was 12. I was in the seventh grade and saw uh-huh. it with a group of friends and fell in love with it immediately. Spent the rest of the summer like on Telegraph Avenue trying to buy crystals and incense and stuff. This movie, um, it's like one of those like touchstone movies for me, um, just because being kind of an outcast, being bullied, like all of that stuff really resonated with me. I kept mm-hmm. watching it over and over again throughout like high school at different like slumber parties or just on my own. I've probably seen it like two dozen times or something. Mm-hmm. Um and I can, I can sort of see what you're saying. Um, I mean, I think Furzabalk does have a little bit of a backstory, though, because you see a little bit of her mom and, like, the guy that she's with. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I think it, it kind of shows you why she's maybe as harsh mm-hmm. or kind of goes as, as far as she does. Um, but maybe there needed to be, to be more of that. And, and again, I, can under, I could see how maybe my watching is through, like, rose-colored glasses of nostalgia and I'm just not seeing it I mean I love the fashion the 90s of it all is great the music is great mm-hmm. I even love some of the effects like when she changes her hair color I always love that part <laughs> yeah that was um, and you know I mean I think there's a, a lot to be said about these sort of like outcast kids like taking power back and dealing with like the the bullying and I even think the stuff around the love potion Um, I can see what you're saying about it, but I always saw it as like, I mean, it's essentially date rape, right? That's almost what happens there until she runs away. Um, and she tries to kind of explain it away, but I kind of thought that was somewhat realistic too. Cause I mean, I, I know that I definitely had friends at that age range when, you know, a guy would do something just terrible and they would still find a way back to like explaining that it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think like it fits in with like what age these girls are at in their development. That's um, true. And that's kind of the whole theme with him. Like he yeah. tells a lie about her right, right. Like early mm-hmm. on. And she's like, yeah, what I really want if I'm given any choice in a, in this spell circle to, is to have him like me. Like, yeah. 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 And I mm-hmm. think there's some realism to that. And I think the movie yeah. shows that realism and that, 
but also shows you that he's terrible. Like, it, I don't think the movie is, like, apologizing for his behavior. I think she is. You know? Yeah. Um, it's also not, like, a natural love. So right. When it exactly. Goes right. Wrong, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, true. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't think it's supposed to be. I think that's the whole cautionary tale right. of, like, you get what you want, but but it, it's like that monkey's paw thing. It's right. not exactly yeah, yeah. what you yeah, want. Yeah, there's, there's always a, a price to, to pay. It. And the cost of that is it turns, that love turns into obsession. And that's, yeah. Well, then you have kind of the reverse sexual assault with um, Nancy pretending yeah. to be Sarah seducing yep. him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And see, I, I swore there was a line and I was looking for it through the whole movie because I remember when she says he spreads, you know, he spreads disease she said, I should know. He did. He gave it to me. Yeah. And I couldn't find that line. I didn't hear that line in the movie. Oh, that was in there. It was? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was early. Well, then maybe she's early. just going mad with syphilis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think also, like, I wanted her... I just wanted that character to be better a little bit. Also because, like, I feel a little, you know, this could be slightly personal, but, like, as someone who looked, <laughs> presented myself fairly similar to Nancy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, that is kind of the portrayal of that that we all dread. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have to say, like, she was no kind of hero. She was just, like, an open, easy-to-read, uh, kind of nasty piece of work. Yeah, that's interesting because I always read her as being wounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but- I mean, to me, she just felt like, I mean, in a different outfit, she could have been in Heather's. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, that's yeah, yeah. She's in keeping with that, this sort of subgenre. Yes. Of like mean girls. Yeah, or like so, clueless, or yeah, totally. Clueless, mean girls, Heather's. Heather's, like, totally. The list. Jaw, you know jawbreaker do you think there's not more depth to yeah. to the the villain in that so like i think but i also you know like it's not a personal thing for me so her being kind of alluring because she's mean and then villainous because she's mean feels very true to the dynamics i experienced in high school mm-hmm. and like as someone who had been in and out of toxic friendships like nancy's journey from from being seduced by it and then like rejected by it but then being able to come back and get her not not her revenge but like to kind of come out on top felt extremely cathartic because i had similar dynamics with people but i didn't always come out on top in that way in fact Mm. i don't think i ever really came out on top except for just to go on and find better friendships as i you know that was that was my revenge was forging better friendships moving forward but like that i mean I i don't know that i was an outcast i was sort of like in the middle somewhere but that doesn't protect you from the horizontal hostility that experience happens between girlfriends oh totally and i felt like this movie does a really good job of like that of the new girl coming in and then being rejected feel felt very familiar to me mm-hmm. so so yeah i think that's a big part of it on top of like the fashion like the idea of being able to be have power yeah you know when you feel so powerless at 15 or however old i was when i saw this like I wanted that so badly. Yeah. So and so, I can yeah, see I how their like outcast circle was really great, right? And the mm-hmm. way that they actually like take care of each other, like before they all turn into like narcissistic monsters. Like right. the the way that they take care of each other is really lovely. 
And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is going to be one of those movies, and I'm really excited. And then it just kind of, there were some things that just, her um, her not becoming more complex was a bummer to me, I think. Yeah, I can see that. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that, too. I just, I have, like, everlasting love for this movie, but mm-hmm. I, yeah. I can get how that's you know, it, I definitely know that that's because I identified with the characters so much that at the time that I originally saw it, you know? Yeah. I think it, it felt like a Heathers or like a Mean Girls kind mm-hmm. of thing to me, but I think that I liked those a little more. Interesting. Yeah. And and I was also quite a bit younger when I saw those. Sure. Hmm. So I think I could put myself in it a little bit more. And this one, I don't know. I also hated the dude so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I'm sorry. He was every guy in high school. Yeah. <laughs> like you hate him because he's accurate. Yes. <laughs> but I he's like every skater fucking bro that my friend that Brianne dated in high school. Yeah. Skeetle Rich. I guarantee. Seriously, like they lift. They went back into 1997 and lifted whoever the fuck Brianne was dating. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that was Skeetle Rich. And and, yes. and, and uh, Brecken Myers. What that snail trail sailed me. Like, God, you know, I, I, the other day, someone from high school popped up into like people you may know. And I immediately flashed to walking across the cod, talking with a friend and having him come like stick his head between us and tell me to shut my cock holster. Like, wow. (laughs) Jesus. Yes. Yes. Like I didn't even know him at that point. Yeah. So those dudes definitely felt, Mm -hmm. and like that would have been when I saw this movie. Mm -hmm. And so those dudes felt real as fuck. Yeah. yeah, the dudes felt real. The idea that all the, the outcast girls wanted to make out with that dude did not feel realistic to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Like, as the super outcast girl, like, those were the dudes we were in open war with. Mm-hmm. See, I always found that to be true. Like, like you... But that there was always, like, at least one girl who was lusting after, like, the football player or something mm-hmm. in my group oh. of friends. Even though we hated them. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, be, I think there's a thin line between desire and hatred. Yeah, sure. When your hormones are raging. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> interesting. We were, yeah, we were just like, that guy's a fucking rapist, and I can see it, like, <laughs> across the room. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Maybe you were a more sophisticated twin. I don't. I was not. I was. I was. You know, <clears throat> I was a little shit, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. Yeah. All right. So I assume the answer to the question is you're not ashamed you hadn't seen this movie. <laughs> you know, I I kind of was because like it makes me sad that I didn't see it earlier. Honestly, yeah. um, it makes me sad that I didn't see it when it would have been closer or felt more relevant because then I think I would have had a different enjoyment of it. Gotcha. Although yeah. I don't know, like I was in a, I was in therapy school when it came out and it was like a, it was like feminist therapy school. So I might've had the same reaction to it, honestly, <laughs> at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Because I was being, I was just totally steeped in like critique everything. Um, sure. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I think one of the things I really love about like Heather's or Mean Girls or the or Clueless or those kind of movies is they felt they rang true for me um, about like social hierarchies. And this one didn't necessarily. Like the within girls 
thing kind of rang true, but the um, Rachel, like you're saying, like I can see that and appreciate that, but the the social hierarchy of schools ring true. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Fair. That sounds fair. All right. So, any other thoughts before we move on? No, I'm sorry. I didn't like it more. I mean, no, you feel how you feel. It is what it is. Yeah, it did right. not. It did not change much about horror for me. You know, I mean, there were some parts of it that were fun. I will say it was fun, but I was like, "Why are people? Why do people love this?" Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So, Ariel, uh, what was your shame hole? My shame hole was Freaks from 1932. All right. What made <laughs> you pick this one? Other than Sarah just being like, "Shame on you." Yeah, pretty much. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah was essentially like, you've seen every black and white horror movie. How could you possibly have missed this one? What's wrong mm-hmm. with you? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I've also surprised you hadn't seen this. Yeah. So the reason I hadn't seen it, I mean, I don't know why I haven't watched it as an adult. Um, growing up, a lot of the, like my dad started me on black and white horror movies. Like those are some of my earliest memories are watching those movies. And so for some reason we hadn't watched this one. So I called him up to ask him like, why did you never show me this? And he said, he doesn't really like this movie because it's like 45 minutes of watching people be terrible to other human beings. And then like five minutes of satisfying conclusion. Mm, and he never wanted very... to like, really see that again. Uh-huh. He's not wrong about that. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's a lot to be said for this movie. Like, I understand why it makes it on people's lists. Like, I've seen clips of this movie a million times when they used to play, you know, 30 horror movies you have to see before Halloween or something like that. So there's a lot of pieces of it that I had seen before. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff here that I really liked and thought was really interesting. I mean... I think one of the most most remarkable things about this movie is that it was made in 1932 and yet the like disability politics of it all is pretty amazing. Like, because Mm -hmm. you don't just see the people in the freak show in their freak show. In fact, you never do see them with Mm -hmm. people like gawking at them and stuff. You mostly for like the first like 15 minutes or 20 minutes of the movie is them just sort of doing everyday things, you know, lighting a cigarette, giving birth to a baby, um, joking around with each other. It's uh, playing out in a field, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I think that that's pretty remarkable that you just see people being normal human beings. Like they're just people. <laughs> and, and for yeah, 1932, mm-hmm. I think that's, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, I think that's something that disability activists still today are trying to fight for that kind of portrayal in movies and television. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So the fact that you see it so long ago um, is, is really, really cool. Um, yeah, Sarah was totally right about everything she said about it. Um, I think that there's a lot of the movie that's really beautiful to look at too. And a lot of the characters are really sweet. Like the clown guy, all of his stuff was really great. He's such a sweet character. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and just watching these friendships, you know, I mean, that's the other really great thing is that they're, I assume that there would be this like really stark divide between the two parts of the circus. And while they're is with the two like villain characters, everybody else seems to kind of be like a family, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, and, and defended and defends each other and things like that. And so that's, that was really cool. Um, when I had seen clips of this before, 
there's this one scene where they're all having sort of a like a celebratory dinner as Hans um, is getting ready to marry Cleo and they do this like chant around the table about like one of us one of us and anytime I'd seen clips of it it always been talked about and portrayed like this was a really ominous scene like a scarier part of this movie but I actually That's found what it, I thought yeah yeah I actually found it to be really heartwarming and sweet like welcoming this woman into their into their group and into their family and like making her you know part of their thing I mean obviously it turns terrible because she and what's his face are like horrible Hercules. human beings what's that Hercules Hercules is the name of her Hercules? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean, obviously that dinner goes very wrong. Um, but the heart of it, like in the beginning when they're singing that that chant, I just thought it was really sweet. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then watching the end happen is, is pretty great. I mean, there are some really terrific shots of them, like under the carriages and the dark and in the rain that are creepy and and ominous and you're but you're like excited because they're going to get their revenge um it's really satisfying when Hans when you finally realize that Hans is on to her plot to poison him um and you like see it on his face and there's a great scene where all of a sudden his like sweet smile turns to like you know acrid and mm-hmm. um and you realize that he's in on this plot and they're gonna like do something about it um I wish I've read that there's a longer cut of this movie originally and that about 30 minutes got cut out. And I wonder, I know that some of it was what happens in the end and I wish that there was more of it because you really do watch Cleo and Hercules just be, just be so fucking terrible the whole movie. And I think that I wish that there was more of the payoff part at the end um, just because I think that would have been satisfying to see like what they did to Hercules, um, and, and really what they had done to, um, Cleo, but it does leave it to your imagination. And then at the end where you see her as like this, what is it like a chicken? Yeah. 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 Chicken woman. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was, mm-hmm. that was pretty great. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, I definitely think that this movie is worthy of the way that people talk about it, um, kind of lovingly talk about this movie. I don't know that it's something that I would like rewatch over and over again, the same way I rewatch Frankenstein, but just because there are parts of it that are hard to watch. It's, it's really, it's hard to watch Cleo, you know, Mm -hmm. be just as awful as she is. It's painful to watch that, but I can see, um, you know, how this, how this could change thing, like how it could change the way you see older movies. And it's, it's kind of almost like in some ways, like a loving tribute to the people who are part of these circuses. Um, I guess I was like ashamed that I hadn't seen this just because it is one that people always reference. Like it's always on those lists. When you talk about old horror movies, people always bring this movie up. So it had definitely been like a gaping hole um, for me, and I'm glad that now I can say, like, yes, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And it sounds like you were not as put off by it as you expected to be. No, not at all. Right. I was just, yeah. 
I mean, before this, I hadn't done a lot of reading about it. And so I was a little concerned about like the portrayal of the people yeah. in the circus. Um, but I really felt the complete opposite after I watched it. Because mm-hmm. I really think it does a pretty amazing job of humanizing everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and really just, you know, showing everybody getting along. I mean, not everybody, obviously. Not everybody. But uh, it's I, I really loved just sort of those mundane things that they showed in the beginning. And, and I could understand how somebody might think that that was a little boring, like there wasn't enough action early on. But for me, that really made the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I think one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes in that is when they're in um, Hans's Hans's trailer with Cleo mm-hmm. and uh, his one friend flicks the switchblade and then Stumpy, who's yes. got no legs, pulls a gun out of his waistband. Yes. Oh God, it's so good because like they know what she's doing, but she doesn't know that they know yet. And so mm-hmm. yeah, the one guy is like cleaning his switchblade, and the other guy starts cleaning his gun, and then she it dawns on her like what's going on. And the look on her face is priceless, too, that she's, like, trapped in this trailer with people who know she's been trying to murder him. It's a pretty great scene, you're right. I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed it, because I was kind of worried about it. I mean, like I said, one of the big things was Todd Browning, because these were people he grew up with, people he knew because he grew up in a circus that, like, mm-hmm. these were just ordinary working folk to him. Yeah, and I think that's clearly evident that this was made with a lot of love for the performers. So would you recommend someone like me who's not, like, <laughs> super into the 30s uh, movies check this out? Or is this, like, deep 30s and maybe I mean, I it's, vi- slow it's, down? It's early 30s, you know, it's 1932, so... um you know, towards the end of the 30s, I think you get more of that 40s vibe that you maybe would appreciate more as somebody who sometimes dips into film noir. Um, mm-hmm. This is a little pre that. And gosh, it's hard. I think it's worth watching because it's it's only an hour long. And it's such oh, an interesting movie. Yeah, because yeah. so much of it okay. was cut out and has been lost to time. And so I think it's I think it's definitely worth checking out. Just know that like, the acting and sort of the style of it might not be for you, but I still think that there's mm-hmm. a lot. I think that there's a lot there. And yeah, I was a little nervous about seeing this originally. You know, I've talked about this a little bit before. My mom's paraplegic has been in a wheelchair since before I was born. And I grew up with her being this like amazing independent superwoman, but that's mm-hmm. not the responses that I would get from people in public. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was a little bit easier in the Bay area because there are a lot of disability rights activists there and, People, you know, tend to be more accepting of differences, but the second I would get out of the Bay Area, that would all change. And so I grew up with watching people disrespect my mother, talk down mm. to my mother, be rude mm. and dismissive. So I was, I'm always nervous with things like this, that it's not going to be handled in a way that's done with love and kindness. But Sarah really alleviated my fears, and then I did some reading about it, like she suggested, and watching it, I, my eyes were completely open. Like I was a little bit, I was almost like blown away by how much different it was than I assumed just because it is from the 1930s. I, I didn't think that these characters would be treated with as much love and kind of humanity as they were. So I was impressed by that. Okay. That's, that's exciting. I like that. And Rachel, I think I even like little... as old as it is, I think there's stuff in this that you'll really, it'll hold yeah. your interest for sure. Yeah, and there's okay. really yeah. cool imagery, and I, I think that there's things that you'll like about it. All right, I might dip my toe <laughs> in some 1930s action. And the hour runtime, 
is a huge yeah thing. yeah <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie <laughs> Anything else before we move on? Or did no, I think I'm I've sorry. covered I don't it. Wanna, but, if, if um, Jody, did you have anything you wanted to say about this? I feel like I haven't heard from you in forever. Who, me? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this movie for a long time. I don't, um, it's really nice to hear you talk about it, though, Ariel, because I think I was worried for you as well. And because, um, you know, we've been banging on about this movie for you, in particular you, because you love yeah. these old 30s movies as well. So we were like, Ariel, like, not only <laughs> should horror movies probably watch this, but Ariel, you in particular yeah, should really absolutely. watch this one. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm really glad you liked it and had an overall positive experience. But... Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right, so I guess that just leaves me, right? In, yeah, yeah. In my my mega shame hole mm-hmm. over here. So I picked something that it was on my list from the last shame holes, but I ended up watching Friday the Thirteenth um, because it got voted on. But <laughs> and I honestly wasn't shamed really of any of these. <laughs> that is until I talked to Mister Matilda, <laughs> and I was shamed within an inch of my life for having not seen. The reanimator. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Okay. So I I I hadn't seen this before because I had honestly kind of actively avoided it. I'm afraid, shame to say, because like when I was younger, like I was even softer than I am now, and this movie has a reputation for being very gruesome and having mm-hmm. a ton of gore, and I rightfully thought I couldn't handle it. And then as years went on and I got like a little more dead inside, got a little higher tolerance for gore, <laughs> you know, and I got to reach a point where I could deal with it. By then there were just like so many other movies to see. I, it just kind of slipped through the cracks, which is crazy considering how much I love Lovecraft and Jeffrey Combs and zombie movies and like splattery fun, good gore movies. Like those are all things that I've come to love you know, in the interim, and yet somehow I never got back, I never, like, doubled back to this. There's a lot of freaking horror movies, okay? And, but then, you know, that's what this podcast is for, right? Is filling in these shambles. So, first of all, the special effects in this movie are bomb.com. Like, they're, (laughs) even when the budgetary restraints are evident (laughs) yes like there is a joy and a audaciousness to the gore and the splatter of this movie that has its own charms and like we've talked a lot about how practical effects even bad ones are preferable to to the cgi ones because your brain just knows it knows the difference and i don't necessarily want that level of gore to look too super real (laughs) yeah i want the cartoonish over the top splattery slapsticky gore like if we're gonna go to that extreme amount that's that's where i'm happiest apostle no (laughs) animator yes (laughs) (laughs) oh good i was hoping you would like some of that like super slapsticky stuff oh for sure Mm -hmm. and like there's a scene in this movie that retroactively makes me enjoy the scene from ash versus evil dead even more where like the intestines come out and like oh, yeah. grab yes. the yes. and pull them in. Mm-hmm. Like I just kept shouting, I'm in the butt. I'm in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really fun. This movie, like, it could be just like crappy exploitation, except for that there is this tongue and cheek kind of joy to the movie. I was trying to like I was going through my mental thesaurus like trying to describe what this movie is and i kept coming back to like in a the word naughty like it feels very naughty (laughs) that makes any sense like it's it's a little dirty it's a little decapitated uh 
Yeah. yeah. Like, transgressive. Yeah. I, I don't know. But without being transgressive in the way that, like, in, like, an ugly kind of way, mm-hmm. if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah, Mr. and Matilda was 14 when this came out, which Dude. totally makes wow. sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, this would hit, like, all of his 14-year-old yeah. sensibilities. Yeah. Although I do really wish he was here to talk about the science of certain things. I mean, like, I realize most of it is, you know, bullshittery. But when they were doing the autopsy stuff, I was like, is that accurate? You know, I, that's the kind of mm. stuff I was kind of uh, You'll about. be... Not at all surprised to know that his commentary when I asked that question was, well, they would be wearing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I will say there is a, a d- distinct lack of hygiene. Yeah. In this yeah. Movie. Yeah. There's not universal safety precautions are not observed like, in this movie. Yeah. So many, so many hands inside of orifices. There's a lot of putting <laughs> your hands in other people's bodies in this movie. Indeed. Well, yeah, that lecture scene where he's he's cutting into the skull. Yeah. Cat's yes. like, well, shouldn't he be wearing a mask? The bone dust? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. just like spraying in all the students' faces. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm calling shenanigans on some of the science behind this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did say. you kind of wish that they would pull the doctor's wig off in the way that they were pulling oh, the cadaver's my. wig off? Giddy on that fucking wig. I sent you guys a chat message. I was like, yes. it was wig cop. Alert, alert. It was honestly the most unbelievable part of this. I would believe that his decapitated head could like control his body across the room before I would believe that wig. Yes. That was like it a shame. That was a Motley Crue smoking in the boys' room principal level wig. That was like yeah. we were yeah. just calling him Doctor Toupee because I yes. can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Toupee. <laughs> but you know, like above all, what makes this movie is Jeffrey Combs. Like he is the flip side of the coin of Bruce Campbell, right? Like whereas mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell's like spun, like super bombastic, and like that's his charm is just being like out of his mind. Like he is the quiet, reserved madness of, of and like disdain that drips from Jeffrey mm-hmm. Coombs in this movie mm-hmm. is somehow deeply charming, even though he's a fucking psychopath. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love. I mean, I like Jeffrey Coombs. I my like my. my enjoyment of him predates this movie but i'm like okay now i get where like why this was like his jumping off point like he's amazing in this there's a couple of scenes in particular i want to point out which are the scene where they're doing the unmasked and ungloved head surgery lecture yeah yeah he's just like snapping pencils every time he disagrees with something <laughs> so dr great. toupee says that's <laughs> so great and then the other one which was the the scene that proved he is the hero of this movie is when he interrupted the disgusting attempted cunnilingus scene. Uh, that thing happened. Like, Cat turned to me. She goes, "What is wrong with you?" Yeah, <laughs> this movie is very perverted. Yeah, this movie is. It kind of has a basket case kind of sensibility to it. Mm-hmm. But like when he comes in and he's like, "I must say, Doctor Hill, I'm very disappointed in you." And like you're like, "Oh, he's saving the day," and he's like. You steal the secret of life and death and you are trying to, you're trysting with a bubble-headed co-ed. You're not even a second-rate scientist. (laughs) This encapsulates his character like no other quote in the movie possibly could. (laughs) And it made me laugh. And it was like the tension relief I needed because I was like, don't make me look at this. Please don't make me look at this. Dear Mm -hmm. God, don't make me look at this. And so I was delighted by his arrival. This movie, in a word, is 
lurid, but it's highly entertaining. It's <laughs> a good way to describe it. Yeah. So those are my positives. My negatives, honestly, I don't really have that many negatives. I would say the dead cat stuff was a real fucking bummer I wasn't ready yeah. for. It, and it went on for a really long time. Yeah. yeah. Every time I thought like, oh, surely we're safe now. Oh, no, there's its intestines again. JK. Yeah. JK. yeah. I hope the increasing like sub Muppet level of the special <laughs> effect was helpful in that. Yeah, I just, yeah, it just bummed me out a little yeah. bit. I just, yeah, I mean, it could certainly have been worse. It's not like Goodnight Mommy level, so like, that's good, but yeah, the, um, sorry about that. that. And I had just burned my pumpkin bread. It was just a bad night. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Aww. And then, like, the Megan character is... Oh, yeah. She's not the most complex. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I will say, though, Barbara Crampton has not aged at all. Right. Usually, the white ladies from the 80s, we have been ravaged by time. She looks amazing. I know that doesn't matter, but it's just noteworthy. She has the haircut of every girl in my high school. Really? (laughs) Yes. That that was like the 1988 suburban girl high school haircut. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Dr. Toupee with his, like, file with a lock of her Mm -hmm. hair. And her skirt. Oh, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't underwear, and I'm kind of shocked it wasn't, but still, oh, it was troubling. It was. And just just so much unnecessary boob. (laughs) (laughs) Moving, yeah. Yeah, like, for such, she's, like, has such a wholesome face, and then it's just, like, titties! Yes. (laughs) Which, I mean, for a 14-year-old, no wonder this movie was, like, Chef's kiss. Yes. <laughs> Blood, guts, moving intestines, and titties. The Herbert her West action figure comes with a little cat. Oh, grim. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, just Doctor Toupee's Toupee. Whew. Worst special effect in the movie. Uh, that was rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. What do you, okay, what uh, so I like this movie. I think it's clear. I had a really good time watching it. How does everybody else feel about this movie? I love it. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't seen it since I was probably, you know, junior high age. Um, and so I actually rewatched it a couple nights ago and it's so much fun. It's way more fun than I remember it being. Mm. I, I a couple years ago I watched Bride of Reanimator, which is also pretty good, but this is, you know, this is obviously the better one. And, um, yeah, I just, I had forgotten how fun and gory and like the great special effects. Every time I watch a movie like this, I'm reminded why it's such a travesty that everybody uses CGI blood these days. Cause mm-hmm. like, it looks so much better. And this movie, yeah, even the parts where the cat looks like a Muppet or something is a little cheesy. Like you said, it's super charming. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, and it's so gross too. Oh, this movie's gross. It really. It's <laughs> pretty. Yeah, every time they pull foul. his head out of the, his body is pulling his head out of the pan. With yeah, all the Ugh. guts hanging <laughs> out. So good. It's yeah, it's it so, so much gross. fun, and it looks so great too. Like they made that look really great, where he's just like carrying around this head, or um, when they pop the head on the like receipt thing, yeah, yeah. so that it'll stay up and keeps flopping over. Oh god, that's so funny. <laughs> mean like it's just like filled with glee like mm-hmm. they know everybody on the set is having the best time yeah yeah well, and fully embracing the movie for what it is absolutely like ariel i hadn't watched this since i was 
really young and watching it again, like Rachel, what you're saying, like the joy and the glee that this is, it just totally this comes movie through. Is like the embodiment of, of hee hee hee. Yeah. Is this movie? <laughs> yeah. The gleeful, you know when, like naughty laughter. Yes. And like when gore just makes you smile because it's so thrilling. Yeah. Like the, there yeah. was just a smile on my face all the time with that gore. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, this movie is very fun. Uh, very, very fun. Apparently, during the um, horrific Kalingas scene, um, uh, that, uh, that the uh, actor that played Dr. Hall, he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And, and Barbara, Barbara Crampton was the one that was like, come on, get into it. Come on, you're supposed to enjoy this. Come on. For <laughs> <laughs> Barb. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Also, she's such a Barb. Barb Barbara is the correct name for her. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the 1986 of that, like, Cunnilingus scene was real. Like, <laughs> like whoa. Yeah. It reminded me of that scene in Basket Case where he's, like, like Belial oh, gets in and is, like, messing with the chick's titty. And oh, it's like, oh, God. How Ugh. can we wipe those movies from our memory? Never. Forever, forever, <laughs> sorry. Basket Case. <laughs> I've never seen love... Basket Case. Is that my next shame hole? Is that... Um, oh yes, yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's keeping track of our shave hole list? Is that you, Jodes? Write it down right now. Okay, perfect. Nice. Thank you. Somebody take control of the shave hole. Yeah, well, because I've got a, I've got a list, an ongoing list from the, uh, of the uh, 2010s that are, of movies people nice. consider. Yeah, is that the, the one that you've shared with us? People kept saying mm. cats. No. <laughs> yeah, I saw... I'm telling you. I saw it in the theater, okay? I'm telling you, there's a reason. It's 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 more disturbing than you think. So, great. as far as the final questions, did it change or inform the way I view horror? Um, no, I think it enriched my knowledge of a particular subgenre. I feel like it actually is an important part of the sort of, like, slapsticky, bloody kind of horror that like eat dead alive or um evil dead like i do feel like this belongs with that group and stands up with those that group to the for the most part so i i feel like and i do feel like jeffrey combs is a character who now i can kind of like see a through line in his career with things like the frighteners in a way that i didn't before so yeah i guess it has somewhat changed the way that i view horror and i do think it was worthy of the hype there's a reason this is a cult classic it is the epitome of cult classics so yeah am i ashamed i haven't seen it uh, a little bit yeah a little <laughs> bit i mean i'm not like gonna it's not one of the many things that will keep me up tonight when i try to sleep but i do feel like i'm gonna be able to make eye contact with mr matilda again and that that's that's a beautiful <laughs> after the so. cat after the cat scene last night i just want you to know that i turned to him and went rachel will never forgive you <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute i like the shifted power dynamic. <laughs> we're gonna go with that yes <laughs> no i'm just kidding i i'm glad i saw it i wish i wish the cat stuff wasn't in it yeah. i'm not gonna lie but but minus that like once we got past that, at least it was like also kind of all smushed together. It was very long, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like it didn't get peppered throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah, like it was a one and done, and so I was able to kind of like put it in the rear view, like start the day fresh, <laughs> an open mind, eat my burnt ass pumpkin Aww. bread. Uh, it has a very smoky flavor. I don't recommend it. <laughs> no, um, no. <laughs> and just keep it moving. All right. 
So normally this is the part in the podcast where we would do a ZGBG, but we decided to give it a, a pass for this episode since we've recommended so many movies to you already. Do you really need more? Quit being so greedy. So <laughs> <laughs> I do have a, an idea for a future shamehole ZBG, ZBGB while we were sitting here. Ooh, oh, let's hear uh, what it is. Movies we're ashamed we like. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, an excellent like that. That's a great one. That's going on the list. Yep, put it on the list. That's a that's excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of ZGBG, if anybody wants to catch up on old ZGBGs that they maybe missed, um, I'm in the process of updating our Letterboxd page. Um, so um, I'll put a link in our in our Facebook. But if you go to, I think it's just Letterboxd uh, slash Zombie Girls, um, and you can find all of our past ZGBGs and a, a list of uh, all the movies for each category. Cool. Thank so, you. That'll be up to date soon. Yeah. Thanks for doing that, Jodes. Yeah. Oh, it's fun going back and listening to them. And some of them don't have very many, like if there's only a couple of us on. So maybe some of them we can revisit. And now we know which ones we've done. Because we, I think we tried to do um, Isolation Horror maybe last time or the time before. Right. We've, we've done it already. Mm-hmm. But as it turns out, we only had a handful of movies on that list. So, you know, that's one that we could do again. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Maybe we oh. should stop doing honorable mentions so we can do these a second round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe we should. That's that's a <laughs> All right. For those of you at home who have some opinions on these shape holes, if you want to shame us... Um, Spoiler alert, it will have the opposite effect. Um, or if you <laughs> <laughs> uh, have some shame hole, or you played along with us and you watch some of your shame holes, or you, or there's some, then something on the podcast that you've heard us say we haven't seen that we should be ashamed of, let us know so we can add it to our shame hole list. Or if you just want to say hi and have some thoughts or questions, drop us a line at rachel at zombiegirls.com or hit us up on our Facebook page because we do all hang out there and would love to hear from you. And if you like the show, do us a solid and leave us a review on iTunes. Every once in a while, I drop in and read the reviews. My heart gets all warm and fuzzy. So I guess it just leaves our streaming pick. Right. Well, this is going to sound real familiar then. Oh. <laughs> uh, my streaming pick is Antrim, the deadliest. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> So this movie is available to stream on Prime. <laughs> I was so and- confused because you. I was like, did you like it? And you were like, yes. And I was like, that did not sound sincere. (laughs) I was laughing because I'm like, well, here we go. (laughs) So we've talked about it a little bit at the start of the movie, but I don't know if we totally described what it was about. So I'm just going to read you the the description from uh, Amazon Prime. Or maybe from IMDb. Who knows? I did this late last night. I don't remember a lot of things. In it. <laughs> um, okay. Rumored to have been lost, Antrim appears as a cursed film from the 1970s. Viewers are warned to proceed with caution. It's said to be a story about a young boy and girl who enter the forest to save the soul of their recently deceased pet. They journey to Antrim, the very spot that the devil landed after being cast out of heaven. There, the children begin to dig a hole to hell. So, I think... We, we've already kind of given it a review, so if you listen to the first half of the episode, I don't want to just repeat myself, but yes, I do think this is one that is worth seeking out, and it's uh, very unique, very odd, and pretty compelling, and I think definitely check it out uh, on Prime if you're looking for something to watch, as we're all locked away behind our own front doors. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. If you want a movie about the horrors of outside... Maybe this is yeah, a good... right. It'll make you want to go back. <laughs> That's <in>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to take us out? I'm t- I'm calling on volunteers. I'll do it. All right, take us out, Matilda. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Zombie Girls podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.
<laughs> awesome. Okay, so that's what we've been watching. Are you guys ready to move into our shame holes, or would anybody like a pee break? I could use a quick pee break. All right, let's yeah. take five. Okay. Everybody get your pee on, and then we'll finish this up. Sounds good. Oh, Sweet. Okay. I'm going to get my pee out. Yeah, that too. <laughs> okay, I didn't expect someone to do it on the mic. Oh, no, that's me pouring tea. I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can I, can I make a pouring noise yet? No. The timing of that was too perfect. No, we need to, we need, we always say that. We got to like actually create a list every time a shame hole comes up. Yeah. 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 Okay, perfect. Thank you. Somebody take control of the shame holes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that question I shared, I shared with you guys and people kept saying Mm. cats. No. Yeah. (laughs) That was funny. I'm telling you. I saw it in the theater, okay? I'm telling you, there's a reason. I need to see the butthole cut. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Apparently that's a thing. (laughs) There were buttholes and then they removed the buttholes. Yeah, some editor had to go in and like put fur it, over all the buttholes. I mean, could you imagine that's that's your job? Like, God, I no. mean, a, a girl could but dream. <laughs> I mean, Rachel, you were nipple cop for a while, right? So, oh, I yeah, I I'm I have a history of being nipple cop. That's true. Do you know this about that one of my jobs uh, when I worked at the magazine? I had an editor who was European. Yeah. And so she was always trying to slip nipples in, but I knew they couldn't be in the magazine, so I was always like having to go to our art director and be like, Can you Photoshop some hair over these nipples? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to be nipple cop. I believe in free the nipple. I mean, not mine, because I'm a never nude, but like the theory. <laughs> like, in theory. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, <laughs>